0: The man who discovered the Blood Moons is here with us. This is not good.
1: This is one bucket
2: of pancakes. The man of the toupee, he's on the front page of the. There's no respect for white European males anymore.
3: Hey everybody, welcome to the Spin Doctrines podcast, the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I'm Travis Reyes.
2: I'm Kenny Van.
3: And we're back after a long hiatus. Uh, I lost my mind and I went to the woods for a little bit. Kenny's been doing God knows what. (laughs) Shitting. Dressing as Bugs Bunny and seducing sailors down at the port (laughs) that we've been doing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What's I've been, a, what? I've been seducing Ukrainian soldiers. just as a lady.
3: Yeah, it's that's what he's been doing. This is like before the war thing, right? You were just doing that like
2: in yeah, August no, when of last West... I had to come I had to come back. <laughs> I was like this is getting a little
1: too scary for me. You're just doing it for fun.
3: Uh but Yeah. yeah Amador Amador's busy at work doing a uh, important work with uh local politics. Uh, he'll be back as soon as things kind of slow down a little bit for for him. But uh, until then, it's just Kenny and I, and we're doing our favorite thing: covering cinema. Yeah. S I N cinema. <laughs> this, uh yeah, these are called Christian collections, and we're going to be covering our favorite Christian propaganda films. Um, today we're doing God's Not Dead Two. Uh, we didn't. We don't have God's Not Dead 1 because I messed up the audio for that one. Uh, but, Kenny, you want to do a quick recap? Three minutes, go.
2: Yeah, so God's Not Dead 1 follows uh, Josh Whe- Wheaton. Josh Wheaton, I think is his name. Uh, he started college, and he is a devout Christian. He gets a atheist professor of philosophy, and they have to debate whether or not God exists. And it's up to Josh to... Um, persuade the class and in uh, by also his teacher that God is real, that Jesus died on the sin, uh, died on the cross for his sins.
1: And and does he do that? Does he succeed? No,
2: not really. He um, he kind of su- No, no, because the the teacher ends up getting hit by a car, and it's really the fear of death that succeeds.
3: Yeah, so the professor like confides in him like uh, I used to believe in God, but then my mom died and I got like really sad. Yeah. And this kid uses that against him in the last like debate. And he just gets like so cucked by a student that like all the kids are like, "Fuck, I guess God's real cuz I don't want to be on this pussy side." And so he's yeah, like embarrassed. He look- he's embarrassed his like past traumas have been brought up and then he's like Man, I should apologize to my girlfriend, who's a Christian, and he's on his way to do that. He gets hit by a car, and as he's bleeding out in the street, uh, these two pastors, played by David A.R. White and some guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They,
3: I guess uh, we should
2: have looked up that guy's name. Is this a different guy in this movie? No, it's the same. He's, they're both in it. Both the pastors. Okay, because this
3: pastor has a different voice in this one, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh they just watch him die in the street and uh pretty much go like Okay, you'll be fine, but do you believe in God? And he's like, yes, and then they go, Okay, you're gonna die now. Yeah. And they just let him die while like 30 people watch. It's like a weird mid-somar like ritual. They just watch this guy die in the street.
2: <laughs> that 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 is very weird that you said that, because I was literally watching God's Not Dead 2, and I thought There was a scene in the movie where I stopped it, and I was like, this reminds me of, like, the Midsummer Suicide Ritual.
3: (laughs) Uh, And throughout all of these movies, there's a band called... uh, What are they called? The Newsies? The Newsboys? The Newsboys, yeah. Huey Lewis and the Newsboys?
2: These movies are really just a vehicle for them to promote their music.
3: Yeah, and every movie, they're, like, selling out, like...
1: Staple Center and like Massa Square Garden and these like crazy arenas. Um anyone
3: listening to this probably doesn't know who the newsboys is because we didn't until we watched it. But they're like middle aged men who dress like big time rush or like Drake and Josh. Like any kind of like mid two thousands Nickelodeon sitcom. Uh yeah. that's how they dress, but they're like old men.
2: And they're and they're singing about Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah. Uh, so some important characters that show up in Gaza yeah. that dead too, is a blogger who, uh, gets she is a, yeah, she's, she's a, a bro-
2: reporter that was like a lefty or like a Democrat or whatever. And, and she gets like, bullied
3: by the, uh, Duck dynasty guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she ambushes him with the question, do you hunt ducks? He says yes. And then she's like, Oh shit. And she gets like Shit's so flustered that she is- like
3: starts to doubt. Like if like atheism is the right way. Like, that's all it took was the Duck Dynasty guy being like, I think ducks are tasty. And she's like, is God real? (laughs) Then she gets cancer. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's like her brain reboots, and then she (laughs) she gets cancer.
3: So another thing, um, not so much in this one, but, like, every... It's almost like a Final Destination movie or, like, a fucking Saw movie where everyone (laughs) who's, like, not a devout Christian gets some, like, debilitating uh, illness. Or like gets into an awful accident and dies.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's
3: almost like they worship the Grim Reaper instead of God. I mean, hmm. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a cool twist at the end of the fourth one.
1: <laughs> they go, it wasn't God; it was death. Like <laughs> what? And then he comes <laughs> to Earth, and
2: yeah, and every non-white character in God's Not Dead one is portrayed in the most like stereotypical fashion. Um. There's a Muslim character that doesn't come back, but she gets beaten up by her dad for listening for to like Pat Robertson. Yeah. She's listening
3: to like Pat Robertson's podcast, <laughs> and her dad's like, "What is this filth? Listen to Joe Rogan."
2: She has a tape recorder. She like records the Seven Hundred Club off of her TV, and then she listens <laughs> to, to the it. audio on her
3: Nickelodeon cassette player.
2: Yeah, and then there's a there's a Chinese character um, who's like. Portrayed very stereotypically, and he converts to Christianity like right away.
3: They all have the same character; or they all have the same yeah. arc too, where it's like they want to, they want to embrace the love of Jesus Christ, and their parents are like, no, and they're like, well, I'm doing it anyway, and their parents yeah. disown them. Like anyone who's not white's family disowns them because they like want to worship God, which is pretty spooky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so did we cover all the characters that uh, you need to know? for? I, I, for I think so. We covered the blogger lady, the... Pastor. Josh Wheaton. The, Past, the pastor of puppets. Oh, yeah, the pastors. Oh, one thing you need to know about the pastor's uh, character arc going into this movie from the first movie is that they uh, couldn't get their car to start for a really long time.
3: Yeah, it's kind of the whole, like, their whole, that, like... yeah. It's the whole kind of... I would say... I was going to say B plot of the movie, but there's like an A through Z plot in God's Not Dead 1. This one's a little more focused, I feel.
2: Oh, yeah. There's not as many side characters.
3: This one's crazier, too, I think.
2: Oh, 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 yeah. This
3: this one's insane.
2: This one turns it up a notch. I mean, both obviously... I mean, the first movie is about like the brainwashing that happens in academia, but it's more like a personal story. This one is... More of like uh, very clear in its what its agenda is, I think. More clear. All right.
3: So uh, let's hop into this. Kenny, uh, how does it start?
2: It starts off, we get to see some, it's like a montage playing some like royalty free YouTube music.
3: <laughs> like when you Google like a uh, Chief Keep type beat in like YouTube, and it's just like some super shitty beat that some asshole made.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, we get to see some familiar faces from the first movie, like the the uh, Chinese student that converts Christianity and uh, the blogger lady who has cancer. You find out uh, she's obviously not dead. Because uh, <laughs> they left that as a cliffhanger in the first movie. You're like, wait, is she going to die still?
3: Yeah, so the first one ends with her going to the Newsboys concert, and it's just like, hi, I'm a blogger. I have cancer. And they're like, tight. Yeah. Do you and pray, like, and she's like, "Sometimes so they're like, that's cool. That's how you get rid of it,
1: and it works." So, I mean,
2: egg on our faces. Yeah, for she called.
3: She, she calls this band, who after like talking to them for like twenty seconds, has apparently stayed in touch with for like years. Yeah, and she calls them, and is like, I don't have cancer, and they're like, tight. I don't don't think they remember who she is. They're like, cool. That's good. <laughs> Like, who is that? It's like, I fucking don't know.
2: And then, uh, after we get to kind of, like, see how everybody's been doing from the first movie, we get introduced to our main protagonist uh, in the second movie, which is a teacher played by Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: And from the offset,
3: like, from the jump, she's kind of, like, established... Uh, I don't think the movie thinks it's doing this, but it definitely comes off as, like, you're the most unlikable human being I have ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because she doesn't get along with her coworkers. That's for sure.
3: She doesn't get along with her coworkers. She's living at home with, like, her dad or her grandpa or her, like...
2: Lover. Yeah, or
3: her, like, older lover. The guy she's, like, She's trying to, like, fuck it. And Nicole Smith out of about <laughs> thousands of dollars, they ask. Because he doesn't have, like, a nice house. He kind of lives, like, in a yeah. shithole.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. It's a lot of the movies, at least their relationship seems predicated upon her ability to stop him from eating, like, sausages. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> opening. Is this
3: old man's, like, 95 years old. And he's, like, trying to eat, like, a sausage and she's like no you gotta eat an apple and he's like just let me die and she's like no i can't i i, no, need I, to, I, I, I need...
2: want to see this to fruition i want to see the, the maximum amount of suffering a human can."
3: Make. i need to milk you for all the money i can old man
2: and he's
1: like please
2: <laughs> yeah and then uh we get introduced to a student in her class that's like whose brother has passed away and she's upset about it. And she doesn't think her parents are, like, significantly sad about it.
3: And it's weird because her parents are just, like, she comes down in the morning. And it's just, like, emotional, <laughs> on the, like, a 10 on, like, overacting, like, sadness, right? Yeah. And her parents are just, like, okay, cool. We have to go to work now. Uh, we're in a rush because I have an important meeting. And... The mom's like, Yeah, I have a meeting as well. And then she's like talking to her friend. And she's like, I don't think our I don't think my parents care that my brother's dead. And it's like, you're a maniac.
1: Yeah, it's a little
2: it's a little weird. Um, and especially because don't her parents aren't her parents like, look, I know this is hard, but you should talk to somebody, you need to move past this.
3: Yeah. And it's also like Listen, you freak. We can't like completely stop our lives because of this tragedy. Yeah, and she, because then you can't like live in this nice house and like go to this fucking. I don't like you can't have the life that you're like accustomed to if we just shut down living. And she's like, I don't think they care, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, but she. Yeah. Then what? What is it that happens next? She. She's like sitting in class,
3: and they ask them some.
2: Oh, they're playing, like, a weird trivia, like, a trivia game.
1: They're playing Russian roulette. (laughs) (laughs) No, and it's just, like, the
3: questions they're asking are, like, uh, just, like, they Googled, like, what our history. (laughs) They just, like, asked the first, like, five questions.
2: Yeah. The questions that they're asking, this is, like, a high school. Wait, no, this is a a junior, because the... She's 16 in the movie. So this is a junior high school history class. Well, and and the the, question the that character they says is...
3: later, she says, like, it's an AP history class. So this is, like, for, like, smart kids.
2: And the question that they ask is, what document says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal? And
3: half the <laughs> class is like, Duh, I don't know. <laughs> and then this girl whose like, brother died is, like, answers it right.
2: Was it her that answered, or it was somebody else?
3: It was her, okay. because then Melissa Joan Hart is like, and this is, this is like when I texted you last night. I was like, this movie's fucking insane. Because she goes like, "Um, good job answering the class. You're my favorite student. Hey, you seem sad. You want to go talk?" And then they like go off campus to talk.
2: Right. Like, That's right. They and go then, to like a weird coffee shop.
3: Yeah. But it's all initiated by the like teacher, and
2: yeah. they go and off. Yeah, they go off to of school, and this is like the middle of a school day.
3: And she like confesses to her teacher. She's like, "Yeah, I'm sad and I'm depressed because my brother died, and I'm feeling hopeless. Like, I'm really like sad. Like, what should I do?" And instead of going like, "I don't know, you should talk to like a therapist or like anything," she's like, "Oh, you should read the Bible. I'm never sad because I'm a Christian."
1: Yeah, that's and it's like. And it's like, I don't know, this seems extremely predatory. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Because the girl, like, explicitly says, like, I'm sad and depressed. I don't know what to do. And the teacher's like, you should, like, you should be Christian.
2: Yeah, because the first thing the student, the teacher says is, do you believe in God? And then she, the student asks, well, how do you keep it all together? You seem happy. And she goes... It's well, because I'm Christian. Psycho. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah.
3: And like the teacher invites this girl like off campus. Like it's all like the teacher like, I'm sure the teacher knows about the brother.
2: Right. Cause I'm sure the brother was like a student at
3: the same yeah. high school. Yeah. So it was, it's like a weird predatory thing that they're like, this is like a normal cool thing that like teachers and students do. And uh, then we meet Pastor A.R. Wyatt and they play like Chicago, like 1980s, like fat guy music, like a John Candy music. It like stubs his toe and he's just limping for the rest of the movie. I gotta be honest, I watched this movie in two halves because I couldn't do it um, in like one sitting. Did they ever like establish why he's limping or is that just like a thing? No, he
2: stopped. That's it. He just stubs yeah, his toe, will. and that's, like, the and choice he that he made? The, best the movie, yeah.
3: And we're going to be talking in this series, we're going to be talking about this David A.R. White fella a lot because uh, he's the guy who founded the studio that makes all these, like, Christian movies. Yeah. So it's very weird. It's like if the Warner Brothers, like, put themselves <laughs> in, like, The Matrix or, like, Lethal Weapon. He just, like, casts himself as the lead in, like, all these movies.
2: You know, man, that'd be tight if the Warner <laughs> Brothers were like 95 years old when The Matrix came out. We're like, no, we're in it.
1: They're those two dreadlock twins from The Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: yeah. And so what's the story? He has like jury duty or he's getting like sued or something?
2: Uh, in the beginning, he just stubs his toe.
3: Okay. So we're not getting <laughs> <standing>. Okay. <laughs>
2: No, yeah, but I mean, we can skip around. He gets summoned for jury duty, but we don't find out about that till a little bit later on. That's his,
1: that's yeah. his uh, plot. But that comes back in
2: a big way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't know where this movie's going, you're going to be shocked to find out.
3: Okay, so we cut to, like, the next day in the class, and, uh... What is she, she's talking about like Dr. Martin Luther, she's talking about Dr. King, right? She's talking about Martin Luther King.
2: She's talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and And Mahatma Gandhi. And and they're nonviolent.
3: Yeah, and then the girl that she like indoctrinated at the coffee shop is like, isn't that like Jesus Christ? And she goes, thank you for, thank you for randomly bringing that up. Yeah. And then uh, she starts fucking talking about God and someone says like, well, God's dead and piece of shit or something, and uh, then she just starts like preaching about God and how like God and Dr. King or or Jesus and Dr. King are like pretty much the exact same guy.
2: She, <laughs> she like yeah, she quotes scripture. She talks about God, uh, Jesus Christ in terms of like nonviolence, and this was my obviously okay. So and then like a kid records it on their phone, and it becomes a big deal. But
3: also to be fair, I don't cut you off. Sorry. Um, She's not wrong. Jesus and Martin Luther King didn't have a lot in common in that they were both like socialists who hated yeah. the rich.
2: No, actually, in my opinion, there's actually like other than like the propaganda part. That particular instance of her talking about Christ was actually well, it was like 100% appropriate. Right. Like it was fine. She didn't talk about Christ in, like, she quoted scripture or whatever, like, you could say she shouldn't have done that, but, like, Dr. Martin Luther King was a reverend, so, I mean, obviously...
3: See, and that would have been a normal argument. This <laughs> movie doesn't price. make that normal argument. No,
2: no. <laughs> this movie loses its shit. Also, my point is this, like, this would never happen. Right. Like, in this particular case of hyper... When I was, like... In, when I was in school, I, we had a teacher that was like uh, openly said, "I have to teach you evolution now. It's a bunch of bullshit. I believe in the Bible."
1: Like that's how I learned about evolution. That
2: was a science class.
1: Like the reason she brought that up in class is
3: because you're like taking her out to like lunch dates and being like, is, "You'll like never be sad again if you embrace Christ." Like the she brought up Jesus because you're like.
2: Cause you he took her to a coffee shop.
1: Yeah. And then just talked to her about how like God will like make you happy.
2: Right. Well, that's, that's a much bigger issue.
1: Right. Even if she just like brought
3: this up, like in her lesson plan, I think that kid recording it, it would just be like, okay, well that kid is just like, stop being ridiculous. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what was that kid doing that for? I don't know. Was he doing it for like YouTube hits?
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird thing to just be like, "Oh shit!" The teacher is looking, talking about God, man. It <laughs> <And> just like <laughs> film it, and then it and it goes like viral to the point that like every like it's the second she leaves class, like so it goes viral yeah. quick, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, because she gets in trouble immediately
3: and. And the teachers in the hallway are like, tell me it isn't true what you did. She's like, what did I do? They're Like you talked about G
1: O D and the C L A S S. And she's
3: like, Oh yeah, I did that. Like, Oh man, you're in a lot of fucking trouble. They meet with the school board and they take a shot at unions. Yeah. (laughs) They go like, here's your union representation. And, uh, the union like the union lawyer is just like, oh you're so stupid, like to the, to like Sabrina's face. She's just like, you idiot, you dumb asshole. Why would you talk about God? Yeah. Like she has like no she puts in like no effort to like defend her client. It's like really funny. Yeah, was
2: it wait, wasn't the that was like the union rep who was also a teacher at the same school, I guess?
3: I think so. I yeah. I know they said it was like a it's a union like lawyer or the
2: union rep. It was a rep cuz the guy that comes in later is the union lawyer. Okay. But yeah, she's like you're dumb. Yeah, she's like openly like
3: she's like openly be like, "Yeah, I would fire this bitch too."
2: <laughs> she's like openly it's like very funny. You should do it. <laughs> as a as a union representative, I love it when, when management fires teachers. She's good at her job as a union rep.
3: Yeah. And then so, so at this point, she's kind of like, oh, I'm in deep shit. Uh, yeah. They have the union, she meets with a union lawyer, who's like a young hotshot lawyer. Who's like, I don't look like a lawyer. And that's a cool thing. Like, that's the thing he says.
2: But he looks like a lawyer.
3: Yeah. He's like really wearing a suit, he's not yeah. like dressed like, like a fucking surfer. Yeah. No, like she Wayne. says, she's like, you don't look like a lawyer. And he goes, that's good. And she goes, I didn't mean it as a
1: compliment. Like Again, huge bitch. Huge <laughs> piece of shit, like dude. <laughs> and it's like the
3: thing with all of these movies. Like, all you have to do is apologize. Even if yeah. you don't mean it, just be like, I'm sorry I fucking talked about God in class. It won't happen again.
2: Right. Which is what he tells her to do right yeah. away. He's just like, and
3: just- she's like, no, I won't do that. It's like, I want to like waste, I want to waste your, <laughs> I want to waste your time. I want to waste like union money. I want to waste, I just want to like squander resources because like someone told me I can't talk about God.
2: Yeah. And because they don't, uh, she doesn't take the deal. That's when it ends up going to court. Right
3: here we meet the best character in the movie.
2: But wait, oh, okay. <laughs> before, there... before that, because the school board meeting goes, we don't have to do anything. The ACLU will tear her apart, which is probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Because I just like knowing the ACLU is like no, the ACLU would probably be like representing her. Yeah, the
3: ACLU like represents like didn't
2: they represent like Nazis and like yes. They're like free speech absolutists. Like, they would totally have represented her. Especially <laughs> considering the, uh, like, circumstance in which she brought up Jesus was, like, completely innocuous and not controversial at yeah. all.
3: But they're the bad guys. They have to be the bad guys.
2: They're the bad guys. And and then, yeah, go on. Next we get to the, the best the, character <laughs> in the movie.
3: This one made me laugh really hard because it's like a black, like, SUV pulls up. And you're like, oh, who's this gonna be cause it just shows the back of his head and then it pans around and it's Leland Palmer from fucking Twin <laughs> Peaks <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: He's so good in this movie. And so so that enough is like pretty funny on its own that they got like the Twin Peaks guy to fucking be the villain in their movie. Yeah. But then the first thing out of his mouth is like, We're gonna make the court admit that God's not real.
2: Yeah, that God is dead. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And he's saying this like the parents of that
1: girl.
2: Yeah, because the, yeah, the parents of the girl whose brother died that is, brought up Jesus in the classroom, they are, for whatever reason, they're like wanting this teacher to get fired. Yeah. Oh, be- because she brainwashed her at a coffee shop like overnight. Like, yeah,
3: because she's like doing creepy shit with her daughter. <laughs>
2: Yeah. They're like, we can't have this.
3: Which I mean that's a that's a fireball offense.
2: No, yeah. If I was a parent and I found out that the teacher had taken my kid out to like Olive Garden and like talked to them about religion, I'd be pissed. I'd be pretty pissed off.
3: I uh I had a teacher when I was like in like seventh grade. It was like uh seventh, eighth grade. It was, like, when I, like, first kind of started drinking and, like, doing drugs and shit, and I got caught, like, shoplifting for Six Flags. <laughs> me and my friend on, like, it, me and my friend got caught on this. My mom would send me to, like, these church camps. And yeah. uh, and I didn't believe in, like, like, our parents weren't, like, religious or anything. They just were, like, these camps are free. You can go here. And at the end of the summer, they had, like, a retreat at, um... Six Flags, like a lock-in, and me and my friend stole a bunch of shit and got caught by Bugs Bunny. (laughs) And uh, we had to, uh, we got banned from, like, Six Flags, and I had, like, a history teacher who was like, I'll talk to him. And he just, like, talked to me about God, and I told my mom, and my mom was like, if you ever fucking do that to my kid again. (laughs) So, like, this kind of hit,
1: like, a nerve with me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is a completely appropriate response Right It's That's a crazy thing to do But I do love that the lawyer that they hired Is like we're gonna prove once and for all (laughs) That God is dead Yeah And and the family is just like This is also a normal thing that's happening
3: yeah, just some, like, adult man showing up in my house and being like, yeah, we're going to, like, legally
1: prove God doesn't exist. And they're, like, tight, I guess. It's, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Isn't there, like, I, I forget what the where he is having that conversation, but, like.
1: Look like at their kitchen that, table.
2: Yeah. But there, there's a scene later with that same lawyer, like, shortly after that, where he's, like. It's like the fucking Sith Lord in like the early in like the prequel movies where he's like, Do you know what hate is? Like <laughs> I forget who he's having that conversation with, but there's a thing where he's like, I hate these people and what they do to our society. Like, Jesus Christ.
3: So I don't there's there's no way this actor's like a like super Christian guy.
4: No. Because he's a, like, think. Tim and
3: Eric and, like, Adult Swim stuff all the time. And he's fucking friends with David Lynch. <laughs> 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 I bet you he just, like, lives in the same neighborhood as, like, David A.R. White. There's and David A.R. A. White was like, you want $30,000? And he's like, yeah, sure.
2: There's a there's a thing on YouTube that, like, uh, Adult Swim show used to be on called Newsreaders. And there's, like, a whole segment where he's, like, there's, like, a one-minute clip of him on the Internet talking about uh, which first ladies he'd. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he's religious.
1: Yeah, and that's what's funny. And then like
3: Ernie Hudson, the fuck, the Black Ghostbuster is like the judge in this movie, and it's like, I think I just paid these guys money. I think they're just like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's his master plan. It's like legally proved. That's the ACLU's plan.
4: Yeah,
3: it's to prove
1: legally God is dead so which uh, is a tall order yeah that is a lot to take on for this case you
3: you know what i kept thinking like watching this is like so florida right now has that like no gay bill have you heard about yeah that where it's like up up until third grade you can't like even mention like you know homosexuality in class so that like you know if like your parents are gay or if you know your brother's gay or even yeah. if you're just talking about like a historical figure who like like you can't talk about i don't know why you talk to third graders about james Baldwin, but like you can't now yeah or like you think about all like the teachers who get fired for like speaking up against like israel you know what i mean
2: oh yeah is it there there's a thing in like Isn't there a thing in Texas where, like, you have to sign, like, a weird anti BDS thing?
1: Yeah. And,
3: like, the shit... All the shit with, like, trans kids, where it's, like, you have to look into them being, like, abused at home now. And it's, like, it's so crazy that these people are, like, oh, all that shit's fine. Like, you could just erase, like, any history done by a gay person. You can, like, you know, try to take a trans child from their family. Um, you're not allowed to like speak about a genocide happening because they're all shit we disagree with. But like, if you tell me I can't like try to convert my students to Christians, then that is like a violation of free speech. It's like such a crazy, it's like such a crazy like plot to to this movie because these people are all psychopaths and maniacs who
1: will like shut you down for like anything they remotely disagree with critical race theory. Yeah, critical race theory. Which just
2: became about, basically, if you teach that slavery was bad. Yeah.
3: Oh, man, what if they were like, look, you can't talk about God in that way because you're talking about God and Martin Luther King, and that's critical race theory. They're like,
2: shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. I think you just defeated this movie. If this movie had come out in, like,
4: 2020, they're just like, that's critical race theory.
1: So, uh, then it's to
3: my... This is my second favorite part of the movie. Because then it cuts to, like, kind of like the next day, and there's, like, students protesting at the school. Yeah. And uh, this teacher comes out, or the the main girl joins the protesters, because, like, we're going to protect this teacher from getting fired for... Being a freak, you know, the one who took us all to coffee shops that groomed us to be Christian, <laughs> And they, they're, like, protesting on the street, and the teacher goes, you need to get off the street. Go to class now. And the girl goes, my dad's a lawyer, and this is public property. And the, t- and the teacher goes, actually, this is on the school. The sidewalk's on the school, so you're on school property. And I go to class, and she just goes,
2: Ugh, all right. I know she quickly <laughs> shuts her down and ends that protest. I was like, that scene was did not make your side look good.
3: It made me laugh really hard because she, she just goes, oh, "Okay." They just go about their
0: business. Yeah,
2: uh, David A. R. White's character, who's the pastor too, we find out that he has jury duty.
0: Ugh,
1: hate to see it.
2: Yeah, and he's like really playing it up in this movie that he's like the uh, buffoon, like, sitcom dad. Yeah, he's like, still
3: walking with a limp from his stub toe.
2: Yeah, and he's like, he they show him in the coffee shop, he has his, like, jury duty orientation on mute on his laptop.
3: And he's just reading the Bible. And
2: he's like, no, he's not
3: reading the Bible. Um, He's the Asian kid from the first one. is like, I have a lot of questions. And he has, like, a binder full of, like, notes.
4: Yeah.
3: And uh, so he's like, Ugh, check police, and he's just reading over this kid's like notes about God instead of listening to the jury.
2: Oh, and he says something in this movie, and I know this is just like a figure of speech, but it really didn't sit well with me, where he goes, I have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than getting selected to serve on a jury. And that's just that's just not 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 true at all.
1: Also, like,
3: I've been, I've gotten like jury duty summons and I've, I've, they've never been like, hey, watch
1: this video.
2: Yeah, no. This was pre pandemic too, so I don't know why they were doing it online.
1: Yeah. Maybe
3: this movie takes place in current times.
2: (laughs) It's set in the future and they're like, look, if we're going to do a movie set in 2020. We got to put coronavirus in there. (laughs) Like, wait, what? Well, oh, I'm David A. R. White, and I'm telling you, there's gonna be a fucking pandemic. I'm gonna start it. See, <laughs> that guy's like an anti-vaxer, right?
3: I, I'm pretty sure everyone in this movie, except for <laughs> Leland Palmer, is super conservative. Yeah. I don't know. He might be a QAnon guy just for like the fun of it. Not even because he believes it. It's just like the most chaotic thing you can like be. <laughs>
1: they should make that guy the next Joker. So, uh, okay, so then what happens?
2: Then we get the jury, uh, we find out that they're gonna go to court because the teacher won't recant or apologize or whatever. (laughs) So then we have the jury selection process, and they're going through the process in which where the lawyers get to, like, make objections to certain jurors. It's like a montage. I guess it's supposed to be funny, but there is a part in there I like where they go, the... A lawyer representing the teacher so the Christian lawyer mm-hmm. basically even though he says he's not christian but he's on the you know whatever he's on the christian side he goes he asks this woman what tv shows do you like and she goes I watch pretty little liars and he goes no absolutely. <laughs> this is not a Christian and then it does the it does the flip side of it too where it's like Leland Palmer goes what TVs do you watch sir and he goes well, I like fucking Duck Dynasty. And it shoots, it like, shows the teacher and the fucking lawyer, and they're like, I mean, he's a Duck Dynasty guy, and he's like, which was just a
1: weird
0: (laughs) fucking, like,
2: weird, like, I didn't know, whatever it is, they don't like Pretty Little Liars, Duck Dynasty is God, and... (laughs)
3: You think they just picked Pretty Little Liars because it has liars in it? Or you think they have like a personal vendetta against whatever that show is?
2: I hope David A.R. White was like...
3: He auditioned for one of the girls of Pretty Little Liars. Like, you're like a 50-year-old man. He's like, fuck you. I'm starting my own studio.
2: I'm going to write a movie, and you'll see. I'm going
3: to write the worst movie you've ever seen. Uh, so
2: there's a point in the movie where Lila Palmer's character is a the Sith Lord lawyer is like on his last. His last. Um, thing, Juror that he can challenge. And he's like that guy is a military guy. So he you know he believes in God. So we got to get him off the jury. And that's how David A.R. White ends up being on the jury too. Because they're like. William Palmer goes he's a pastor. He can't be on the jury. And it's like well you used all your challenges so. Which I think, like, they'd
3: make an exception, right? They'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's kind of like like a fucked up thing to have on the jury is like a pastor in a case that about, like, religion. (laughs) Like, specifically, quote, unquote, like, religious freedoms.
2: Well, I mean, yes and no. I feel like the Lilo Palmer guy probably saw, like, oh, this guy stubbed his toe earlier. That means his appendix <laughs> is going to burst. He's not going to be here for much longer.
1: And then... Oh,
3: is it... And then isn't there, like, crazy shit where, they like, demand the that he, like, turn in all of his, like, sermons?
2: Yeah, there is a weird point in the movie... Which, I don't know, I feel like that's going to be the plot of the third or fourth movie.
3: Oh, so they set it up like Avengers style. Yeah,
2: because there was some sort of subpoena for all these different pastors to turn in their sermons, but it had nothing to do with the case of the movie. They're just doing a
3: 1984. (laughs) They're (laughs) just doing an animal farm to these people. They're doing a Brave New World to
2: these people.
1: (laughs) They're doing a Soylent Green. (laughs) oh so yeah i don't know
2: oh but after that though we get a cool there's the the lawyer the teacher's lawyer comes over to her house uh to discuss the case and which the is guy's like, like please let me let me eat sausage <laughs> she's like get the fuck back in the basement <laughs> shocks him with he's a lawyer (laughs) shocks
3: him with a cattle prod
2: and this is my this is a really cool part this is probably my favorite part of the movie is when he's like so they're talking about her religion and she's like well I didn't grow up in a religious household so he says he's like how did you become religious and she said uh, essentially her story boils down to she was walking home at night and she saw a sign for a church, and the sign said, "And the sign said, "I wrote it down." It says, "Who do you say that I uh hold on, who do you say that I am?" and and that and that was it. And apparently that converted her to Christianity.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's like a thing Rorschach would write on the side of a building, though.
2: Yeah, no, it's a... It's, a, it's, it's like a, who
3: wa- It's like her saying, like, who watches the Watchmen and being like, yeah, you're right, I believe in the Watchmen now.
2: It's yeah. like a very
3: weird backstory. To... Yeah, I saw a sign. I saw, you know, I saw one of those signs.
2: I saw a literal sign.
3: Yeah, I saw a sign, but it's like one of those that they have in front of a Taco Bell where you're gonna, like, change the messages. And it just said, like, who says God's not real? And I was like, eh?
2: I was All walking right. home at night and I saw this sign that said Live Moss. And now buying his fucking gordita crunches. <laughs>
3: She's just like super succep- like susceptible to advertising. <laughs> that's like her story. And this guy's like, that's beautiful. Yeah. I fucking love that
2: for you. <laughs> 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 that for you is makes, I love it. It's good. It's a good look.
3: Like, at that point, if you're, like, a legitimate, like, lawyer, you'd be like, oh, fuck, this person's, like, an insane person. This person, like, saw a sign, and now her, like, now she's, like, luring students off campus and, like, converting them to Christianity because of a
1: sign. This is, like, mental, this is, like, unstable mental behavior. Yeah. So that was her powerful story about how she became a Christian. (laughs) Which I've seen church signs. Yeah, they're usually like, "Summer's
3: here. Don't be queer. Go to church. Don't drink beer." It's
2: like shit like that. It's like, <laughs> like corny dad jokes, or yeah. like just literally the times that they're gonna be in service.
3: Yeah, or it's just like Corinthians nine seven five. It's just like okay, I guess
2: <laughs> that's probably a chapter in the book. I haven't read it. And then uh, the next scene is that the Chinese kid's dad comes to town and beats the shit out
3: of him. <laughs> He's like really mad that... Which like I thought at the end of the first one the dad already knew that... So the dad's just like, God damn it, you're still in this Jesus of shit? <laughs>
4: He's just like
2: stuff. <laughs> he could have done that over a phone call. So This guy took a flight from yeah. China. To- so
3: this kid's been Christian for like a while, right? I mean at least a year okay or two. yeah because then after that his dad screams at him and he's sad and he goes to like the church and he just like kind of plays like a hymn yeah he like sort of he's like tapping on the piano and he starts kind of like sort of singing yeah it's honestly kind of creepy it's like a creepy rendition of that like our god is an awesome god song it's like
2: it's a mix between that and it's creepy because he's like sobbing. The audience yeah, bodyguard.
3: it's like a version they have like in a trailer for like Annabelle or like The Conjuring. <laughs> it's really like off-putting and upsetting to listen to.
2: But the that girl whose brother died.
3: Oh yeah, that's really funny because she's like, that's beautiful. And he's like, oh, "Oh, I didn't see you there. And it's like, I don't know. I've been in churches before. And like, you can hear when someone walks into an empty church. They're like the least quiet buildings on earth.
4: Very echoey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even like playing the piano, you'd hear like the door open. Yeah, that. Uh... Unless she's
3: like Batman, it was just hiding in the shadow.
0: It's like, that's a beautiful song.
1: Where'd you learn it? <laughs> I was
3: walking home at night and I saw a sign a sign from God. <laughs> It
2: said, who, what?
3: <laughs> it said, store closing soon, everything 50% off.
2: Also, I'm sorry, that shirt sign is just confusing. It just said, who do you say that I am?
3: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like a weird, like, Alan Moore, like, Watchmen thing. It's like a <laughs> riddle.
2: <laughs> the only way it could be more confusing is if it just ended on a question was like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then
3: these two these two freaks talk about God.
4: Yeah,
1: she asks him. She's like, "I have a lot of questions about God," and he's like, "Cool, I can help with that." And he can't because he
3: like literally just gave Pastor White the big binder. He's kind of an idiot,
1: this kid. Yeah, and he got slapped by his dad. Yeah, <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs>
2: And then it's the, oh, wait, uh, yeah, also, while the teacher and the uh, lawyer are having dinner at their house, they come across the, she
1: goes, well, Jesus is a historical figure.
2: And the lawyer's like, wow, what if we made the argument that you were talking about Jesus in a historical context? I was like, this guy is the shittiest fucking lawyer I have ever fucked, because it did not occur to him before that point to go, wait, in the context of what you were saying about uh, Reverend Martin Luther King, you brought up Jesus as like a historical thing?
3: And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And she goes, here, read this book.
1: Oh, yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's like some weird.
3: And she gives him White Noise by Don DeLeo. She's like, read this book. And he's like, okay this book also changed my life
2: that side in this book yeah it was like some guy wrote the book as like from a about proving the existence of Jesus Christ from a, like, a, like a person that actually existed
3: and they like interview that guy quote unquote interview he's like one of the witnesses right the author
2: yeah, and I know he stuck out because he looked like Tim Robinson from that. I think you should leave show. He just started screaming, "God's real, God's freaking real." <laughs> it's basically that and they were like, "How do you know that Jesus exists?" And he because like, I know He's real. What is <laughs> the what are the lines he uses? Like because we literally use BC and AD. BC oh no, it's before Christ. His his opener is like
3: crazy because they're like, okay, how do you know God's real? And he's like, um, have you ever heard of the time that it is right now? If God was real, then how would we have the time? It's like, I don't know. And then he's and he just goes into like his weird like NPR interview where he just like goes on like a twenty minute like lecture. And they did that twice. They have like two guys that are like quote unquote like experts on Jesus being real. And their testimony is not them being asked questions. This is them like monologuing.
2: Right. And most of their proof, oh yeah, because they have this guy who's like a forensic who like looked at cold cases, like cold murder cases. And he's like, well, we look at a lot of testimony and see like what the commonalities are. And so they're like, well, what are the commonalities with Jesus? And he's like, well, in the it says so in the Bible. Like, Okay. Like, cool, type, that's your fucking case. It's like, oh, wait, the people who wrote the Bible said, had, uh, all said that Jesus was real?
3: Well, and then one of the guys goes, like, I believe in God because, uh, I'm not a fucking, I'm not an idiot. That's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I believe in God because I'm smart and not an idiot. And, the, and everyone in the court's like, ah, yes. This is the most, like, vocal cord I've ever seen, by the way. They're, like, cheering and going, ooh, and,
2: ah,
3: (laughs) like, shit happens.
2: Today, also, uh... And, like, the
3: judge, sorry, the judge who's played by Ernie Hudson, like, when this guy's giving his speech, he's literally sitting with, like, his head, his head, like, perched in his hand. Like, he's just, like, looking at this guy lovingly. (laughs) This is the craziest shit I've ever seen, like, a judge do. Oh, shit.
2: Oh so, yeah. What was that? Then, uh,
3: that is that uh is that Judge Arnie Hudson calling you?
2: No, that's my alarm. It goes off uh, at ten thirty every night so that I can watch the next God's Not Dead.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, they premiere it thirty minutes at a time.
0: And...
1: <laughs> oh yeah, they show a
2: blue uh, a, a teenager in the uh, courtroom. Oh yeah, she that's looks like light. she's
3: like in the Cure, right?
2: Yeah, she's like blue <laughs> lipstick and stuff. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, that's a secret, that's a secret
3: Christian.
2: (laughs) That's, that's a Christian.
3: Well, and they make sure to show her and she reacts fucking insane to everything. Yeah. Like, they're like, if God, we know God's real because uh, BC and AC, and she's like,
1: whoa! (laughs) Like,
0: freak it out. Holy
1: (laughs) shit!
3: Yeah, so shit's going pretty well for uh, the Jesus boys, and then... Uh, and then the stupid girl barges into the courtroom. Oh
4: yeah.
3: She just like runs into the court she's like, Stop. And she's this
2: like, she t- brainwashed me. She took me to <laughs> a coffee shop. She told me I was pretty. She combed my hair. She'd show up at my parents' house while I was sleeping and talking to me about Jesus. She rubbed so my feet. Like, <laughs>
3: she rubbed my feet and told me told me about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> No, but she just, like, barges in the courtroom and is just like, I've had enough of this trial. This teacher's innocent, which is crazy.
2: Yeah. And, uh... And this it- is this is my favorite part of the movie. Is it hadn't... The defense attorney... They go... The defense attorney is, like... Leans down to his client, the teacher, and is like, well, what have we called her as a witness?
0: Which
1: to this attorney, it
2: hadn't occurred to him to call literally the other party involved in this fucking case as a witness. Like it, it didn't even like,
1: yeah, he's a,
2: he's a
3: real dipshit. This lawyer, <laughs>
1: he's
2: bad he's a real idiot.
3: <laughs> but then, so then they call her to the stand and, yeah. uh, this part, looks- this part made me laugh because this is like, yeah, this is what the case should be the whole time. Like Leland Palmer starts like uh, cross-examining her and is like, hey, so what's your relationship with this teacher? And she's like, oh, she takes me out to coffee and to lunches and dinners. And she like tells me about like how God will make my sadness go away. And he's like, whoa, okay. So this lady like took you. Like to like secondary locations that aren't school and just like talk to you about God. And she's like, Yeah. And then the lawyer is kind of like, Oh shit, we're like in trouble.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, that should
3: be the case the whole time is that this teacher's being like a weird freak and just like, <laughs> like trying to get
1: kids to be like crazy, like right wing Christian ideologues behind like this parent's backs. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But this is but that but the scene's
3: like yeah. played like, can you believe that this guy's doing this? It's like he should. What you're doing is creepy and fucked up. Yeah. And also you're like wasting everyone's time with this like weird thing. Like insisting you go to trial over this like insane thing.
2: What is this trial about?
3: God not being dead? <laughs> I I honestly don't know. I don't he
2: know why I was confused at this point because like wouldn't the school district have just fucking fired her?
0: See, and that what was
3: that would also and make she, more sense if she got fired for this and then was like suing the school.
2: Like, yeah, right. Like but if she was It seems
3: like everything's being initiated by her. Right. It seems like the school's like, oh, "Okay, well, I mean, but the ACLU ap- you just apologize for like talking about God in class. She's I'm like, not "No."
2: I'm saying that the ACLU wouldn't file a lawsuit against an individual. No. Yeah. And the case the only case that you would have to prove would be that that this is a systemic problem within the school and that they were deliberately choosing not to get rid of teachers proselytizing in the classrooms. Like to make this case 100%
1: individually about her seems Like, a waste of time. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what the case is about. I think the people that write these movies
3: are just, like, the stupidest people on Earth. Because we figured out, like, the... We figured it out. Like, it would be more effective propaganda, too, if she got fired for being, like, I don't know, speaking or... Like, talking about God. If, like, they were like, you're not allowed to do that, you're fired. Right. Then it would have been more effective, like... Yeah, and that would have been more effective propaganda.
0: Yeah, because sure. then it would like, be like,
3: "Oh, I lost my job for my beliefs," and then you could bring the ACLU in, and the ACLU could be like, "They're free to fire this person for for this." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But instead, it's just like this weird thing where this lady's like, "The school's just like,
1: yeah, it's cool if you like apologize." She's like, "No, I'd rather go to court." Right, but you wouldn't
2: go to court. Yeah. And also, like, if the religion's that... it the ACLU representing the... Because it's the parents. The parents are suing her. Okay. But...
1: Like, what the fuck does that have to... Like, it's confusing. Because it seems like it's a pretty... There's a jury involved.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't think that there's... I don't think this movie I'm knows how courts work. Civil litigation, right? Like, no. if you're being sued, there's, there's <laughs> not a jury. I'm conf- I, so, anyways. Yeah, I was
1: confused. about Is this what like the a whole- federal case? I, I think so, but for what though? That she talked about Jesus in the classroom. But right, like, wouldn't they
2: have to prove that the school <laughs> also? Also, if
0: you're
2: sorry, go ahead. Like, wouldn't they have to prove that the, the school was like deliberate, deliberately like systemically teaching like religious shit to students against, yeah, like, an individual teacher? That in that case, you would just fire her, and then right. the case would sue the school district for discrimination. But
1: and then also like, probably when it gets to like the federal level, <laughs> no. They would probably just end up like
3: settling that court case. She was like, out of court. Well,
2: yeah, right. Well, realistically, what happened was that if the school would have fired her, she would have sued the school. And in the context of what she was talking about, she would have won that case. She probably would have been represented by the, somebody like you, right. and they would have settled out of court.
3: Also, if, like, it's that important to you to talk about, like, God 24-7, fuck it, don't work at a public school. Like, yeah, work at, like, a Christian school, school or a Catholic school or something. It's, like, a very weird... <sighs> These movies have insane logic. It's, like, yeah. the same thing in the first one, where it's, like... Um, the, the, I'm gonna go to this, like, public college, and I'm gonna, like, convert everyone to Christianity. It's, like, if it's that important, you go to a Christian college. Go, like, BYU or some shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Someone wrote, like, an op-ed this week for the New York Times that was, like, I went to college to engage in debate, and all I got was hate and shut down. And it turned out, like, when you go to this lady's, like, Twitter bio who wrote the op-ed, she's, like, funded by all these, like, libertarian, like, think tanks and, the like Cokes and shit. And yeah. it's, like, it's, like, if this shit's so important to you, then, like, go to your own, like, spaces. <laughs>
4: Because, right, like, on that
3: shit. Yeah, because this shit's gonna like get shut down in any other place. There's gonna be parents like my par- like my mom when that weird teacher tried to talk to me about God. Who my mom was like, Yeah, my son's like drinking and doing drugs and like, shoplifting and getting arrested by Buck's Bunny. <laughs> but like, I don't <laughs> want you talking to him about God.
1: Like it was right. a mess. And she was still like, How about you don't do that to my kid? It's fucking weird. Yeah,
2: I don't. It's like that's that's the thing. Like the whole conservative movement, even like religiously to an extent, it's like it's not even about their message anymore. Though they just like to like literally own the libs. Yeah, that's their
3: whole fucking. They like they like to own the libs, and then when they realize like they're not smart enough to even own libs, then they're like we're being persecuted against. Like, they have this fantasy that shit that happens in these movies is going to play out. Like, they're yeah. going to go into these, like, big, like, you know, private universities, and they're going to go into these, like... They're going to face off against the ACLU, and they're going to face off against, like, the NAACP, and all these, like, organizations they think are, like, shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, like, own them and crush them with logic. But it's, like, we... Their logic is, like, um if God's not real, how do you explain why the sky exists? And then when you're like, you're a child, here's why it exists, and they go like, oh, okay, well, you're, like, this is you, uh... (laughs) you, like, stifling my, like, free speech, and you should be crushed.
2: Right. And it's, also, it's, too, it's very strange that these movies kind of, like, they position themselves as, like, having a debate about the existence of God, but it's, like, it's more than that. It's a very specific type of religion that you're right defending. It's, like, evangelical Christianity. Like, that's a little bit more than just, like, debating the existence of a god or not. Sure. Like, you're also into, like, weird fucking, like...
1: You think gay people literally. shouldn't exist. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It, uh...
1: So,
2: yeah. The lawyer and her get in trouble because... Cats out of the bag. She was giving foot massages to her students, talking about Jesus.
3: And she was trying to seduce her students yeah. with free Bibles and VeggieTales Tales and DVDs.
2: <laughs> there's there's a scene where like she's at her home with her geriatric lover, and like they hear singing outside, and there's like all the kids from the high school, like with candles. That scene and made me laugh because it reminded
1: me of the Water Boy.
2: <laughs> when they're all outside of Bobby Boucher's like
1: the the
2: This is the scene that I was like I don't know why but I started thinking of Midsummer. Oh yeah Wouldn't uh, it be cool that old guy like jumped off a cliff and his fucking head just <laughs> Smashing
3: a rock That'd be cool that'd be cool of what like happens in this movie <laughs> Also like at this point you've
1: The parents would take, like, a restraining order out on this teacher, right? Because, like, their kid, their kid's like, yeah, no, this teacher rules. She, like, she, like, buys me
3: things and, like, tells me that God will, like, make my sadness go away. And the parents would be like, okay, you're not allowed to be around that kid. Clearly, you're, like, you're dealing with your grief in, like, a weird way. And this person is, like, preying on you. This yeah. person is clearly, like, not just a religious person. This person is, like, an insane, like, fundamentalist. And they, right. like,
1: are, and they're, like, they sense you're, like, vulnerable and weak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: but the, the movie definitely, obviously, for propaganda purposes, never redeems the parents, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where her friend, she tells her friends, like, I don't think my parents give a shit that my brother's not around anymore. And her friend goes, like, are you sure about that? So I thought it was going to be, like, a weird... I thought it was going to be like, oh, the parents are dealing with their grief but in a different way. Mm -hmm. But it never comes back to that. So the movie is just like, no, her parents are actually bad (laughs) shitty people. (laughs) You should only listen to the teacher that buys you things.
4: Like,
1: yeah, that's that's also, but that's
3: like also a weird like Jordan Peterson thing. Remember when Jordan Peterson's thing was like, "Don't talk to your family."
2: No, I think it. Yes. Uh, do you or do you know that uh, Stephen Molyneux guy? That's
3: what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah sorry, not yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it is very that. It is very like you should divorce yourself from anybody that doesn't agree with you.
3: And like it's crazy because that's what it does with all like. With, like, the Muslim girl in the first one and the Asian kid in the first in this one. Yeah. Where it is kind of, like, divorce yourself from your family if they don't believe in this ideology. It's, like, really fucked up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's so dangerous to be telling that to, like, literally a minor.
3: Alright, so I think we can kind of, like, zoom past fucking whatever else happens. They win the court case somehow and they prove God's real. Wait. Oh, go ahead.
2: (laughs) So okay, this is my actual favorite part okay. is that the lawyer comes back in because they have a bit of an argument. The lawyer comes back in the uh, her lawyer to make his final argument, and his final argument is like he's like, "Oh yeah, well maybe you fine if it's like a crime to believe in God, maybe you should just convict my client. Maybe you should do all... like he's just being like sarcastic." Oh, it yeah, and she gets, like, really fucked up about it, right? He's like, what are you doing? Because he's like, yeah, you are guilty. I guess if, everybody, if you're guilty, everybody's guilty. It's like his his whole final argument was just, like, being super sarcastic. He's doing, like, an SNL character.
3: <laughs> oh, my With, client is so guilty. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like a Rob I'm Schneider like, character from, like, like, 1993 SNL. What are you doing? <laughs>
2: So that that's my favorite It's like this lawyer throughout this movie is like he doesn't come up with the arguments that he's gonna use. He never thinks to call the girl up as a witness, and then his final argument is just being super sarcastic
1: well, and Sabrina, the teenage witch,
3: doesn't realize he's being sarcastic and is like really like offended by this, yeah,
2: she starts crying,
3: yeah, because when it works, and like. Ghostbusters judge is like, all right, uh, uh, you win. You win, Sabrina. God is real. Then right. she goes like, oh, man. She's still like pissed off at the lawyer and he's like, see, it worked. And she goes, that was your plan? It's like, it clearly was. He was like doing a bit. <laughs> like, you're
2: the stupidest person on earth. Yeah.
3: And then... um,
2: And then it shows the jury exiting the room and the Pastor White his appendix exploded so he's no longer in the movie he's but, dead now <laughs> yeah, he was replaced by the goth chick and the he um and she and the, they look at her and she like leaves the room and she has a a cross tattoo so she was the secret Christian which is also like
3: fuck you that lady lied to like a
4: jury <laughs> yeah
2: but also I wouldn't that be enough to get a miss- was like a different tattoo though like what if she had a tattoo of like Kermit the Frog and like Miss Piggy having
1: sex? No, what if this entire movie just a
3: tat, just a tattoo of like Kermit the Frog eating Miss Piggy's pussy that said like keep on porking? <laughs> just like. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just had like a close up of that for like no reason. The director's like, I I thought it was cool. It was like a cool tattoo. That was cool ink.
1: (laughs) This movie would be my favorite movie. But also, wouldn't that be enough to get like a like, (laughs) wouldn't that be enough to get like a mistrial?
3: To be like, oh fuck, this like weird person was like, she lied. When they were like asking like, do you believe in God? She was like, no. It's like you have a
1: cross tattoo.
2: <laughs> you're obviously one of the
1: newsies, the newsboys.
0: It is like,
3: that is super crazy. I didn't even think about that. How they're like, isn't this like a cool twist? It's like, no, no. You like interfered with like, if you have a cross tattoo, then you know, you're going to be like, I'm oh, voting on the God is alive side. The whole time.
2: <laughs> to be fair, like, you're like, I like, like, can't, like, not allow a Christian person to be on the jury because of their religion. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure this is a lawsuit. So I don't think there should be a jury in the first place. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. This well, is wild, wild west.
3: Well, then it's crazy because they go out and uh, the girl who apparently has just owned her
1: family now.
4: Yeah.
1: And it's just property of the teacher.
0: She's just <laughs> like
1: is um, they
3: say to her, like, you've been quiet long enough. And she goes, God, it's not dead. And then, like, thousands of people cheer. And then the newsies and then the newsboys are, like, in the middle of a concert. And they're, like, they stop their concert. Be, like, I have good news. Like, this this, like, weird lawsuit in this small town. <laughs> it got settled. and like, legally God's alive. <laughs> and they just, like, play a concert. And then it's, like, the end of the movie.
2: Yeah. This movie was insane.
3: Can you imagine being at, even like at a Christian concert and they like stop the concert. Like I have good news about this like court case. No one gives a fuck about in this like small suburban town. Yeah. God's real. And they'd be
1: like, all right. All right. Okay. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I paid money to see you. The newsy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Dress like Big Time Rush.
3: Cure cancer. Yes, yeah, so that's God's. that's God's Not Dead, too.
1: Um, yeah.
2: There is one more thing to say about this movie, and that is that all these movies kind of, like, present themselves in, like, an innocuous manner that's just kind of, like... the The real insidious part of it is, like, at the end of the movie, there's, like, a list in the credits, there's, like, a list of court cases Yeah, that relate to their, like, give you the impression because they just scroll by, so you don't have time to read them, and they give you the impression that these court cases have to do with uh, Christians being persecuted against, and you would assume from, like, the tone of this movie that, like, oh, these are cases in which the Christians were persecuted against and lost whatever court case they were in. So I paused I paused it. I read all those court cases. Like, 95% of those court cases were resolved in favor of the Christians. Uh, The only ones that weren't were in cases of, like, there was a venue that refused to marry same-sex couples. There was a a bread and breakfast that refused to rent a room to same-sex couples. Uh, And there was, like, a Weird pro life group that was like suing because they had to, under Obamacare, provide uh, contraception or like uh,
1: not contraception, but uh, birth control pills.
2: But every other case they won. And some of those cases were so minor and like weird. There was like a case about a second grader wanted to sing. That, uh, that song, Our God is an Awesome God, and the school's at a talent show, and the school's like, no, we don't think you should sing that. So her parents sued the school and won. And it's was like, that's, that's the opposite of being persecuted against.
0: Yeah, it's just being a nine shit. Out ten,
2: nine out of ten cases that you did, you win the cases, and then the cases that you didn't win are still in litigation, and it's because you're like, we hate gay people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones you lose are because you're like bigoted. <laughs> right. And the one's you win is just cuz it's like shit where it's like um someone parked in the parking spot I wanted and uh they did it because I'm a Christian. So I'm suing you for 40 million dollars.
1: It's just like weird petty like bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh that's God's not dead part 2. How does it compare? This one's crazier
3: than the first one.
2: Do you, which one's a better movie though this Cinematically is, uh... I like the first one better because Kevin Sorbo Gets hit by a fucking car and dies in the street Yeah
3: there's like no action in this one No I don't know this one's pretty cool because they have the Twin Peaks dad Be like I'm gonna legally prove
2: God's not real I gave the first movie An 8 out of 10 I would say this one's a little bit worse okay. i give it 7 out of 10
3: I don't know this one has a Ghostbuster in it though can't wait True. to see what celebrities are in part three. <laughs> what if it's like Brad Pitt and like Leo DiCaprio? <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like Jason Statham. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back next week with GND three. <laughs> God's Not Dead three. The Reckoning. Uh, <laughs>
1: so until next week. Goodbye for ever. Goodbye.